All right, we are back. Welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bounds, along with Angela. And we are here for a brand new pursuit. Um, This is very disturbing, what we have tonight. And we are here regarding the story of a young man named Chevy Sakura. Tonight, we have his grandmother, Paula Wilkes. Paula, welcome to the show. Hi. Okay. So, Paula, let's talk about who your grandson was. What type of kid was he growing up? What are the the great things and some of the goofy things you remember about him? Yeah, he was a very amazing young man. He loved football and his brothers, and he loved fishing. He loved his whole family. He was always the one to watch out for everyone. And everyone loved him. I mean, he he was best. Good kid. He had a, a big, big heart. Yeah. There was 300 people at his funeral, so that'll mm-hmm. tell you. Oh, so he had over 300 people? Yeah, and he touched not just kids, but he touched the football coaches, the adult teachers, everyone loved him. And they have been there for us. Yeah. So, you know, growing up as a kid and everything, you know, what are some of the good memories that you have of him? You know, let's talk about some of the funny things that uh, sound like he was a, a funny young man to be around. Yeah, well, he loved to eat. He was a big boy, and yeah. so he took a cooking class at the high school, and me and him had cooking contests all the time, and um, I have to say that I lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm a good cook, but I lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, did did you lose by a long shot or what? How did that work out? (laughs) Yeah, well, it was clear which one was better, what spaghetti you want to eat, his or mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was a very good older brother to his his two brothers and his sister. Yeah, he loved his family. He was very family-oriented. Okay. Now, we, we... also, we have you have a couple friends with you there, um, yeah. Robin and Tracy as well. Um, yeah. Robin, what are some of the good things you remember about Chevy? Well, the things I remember about Chevy is just he always had friends around him. They were always gathered around him because he was such a good young man and, and he cared so much about people. That it didn't matter what the issue was, everybody could go to Chevy and talk to him. And he always had something good and positive to say about people. He never, he was never a negative. He was always happy. He was always a happy young man. And that's why this was all so shocking to all of us. affected so many people and if you could have seen the funeral the day of the funeral you would know 
it, it was amazing the amount of people that showed up and the amount of lives that he touched the, the, i mean he touched so many lives it was amazing to see um and i mean i still cry because i think about what a beautiful person he was and what a wonderful man he would have become if he would have been able to grow up yeah yeah i'm sorry yeah i understand i'm sorry to cry no you're fine Seriously? you're completely his fine granny's boy yeah yeah so yeah, he loved his granny <laughs> so paula less paula you know you being a grandmother let's yeah. talk about what happened, when it happened, where it happened to your grandson, Chevy? Okay. Well, I I was leaving to Reno, which is about four hours away from my other son's baby shower. And um, so at 9 o'clock when I left, my grandson, Chevy, was laying on my bed. And I gave him a hug and... Um, told him to keep an eye on my dogs because we got two needy dogs that that he loved you know he loved he took care of them all the time and um so i took off out of town and at 10 12 well he was stacking wood with my son his dad and um at 10, 12, he wanted to go get something to drink at the store, which is about a half a mile away. And my son said, well, go ahead, but I don't want you to end up at the park because that was the hangout or at Dustin's house because you didn't go to school today. And I, you know, you need to wait till school's back in because he didn't miss school ever. Okay. But for, for that day, he stayed home for I, yeah, I'm not sure. He just stayed home. And um, so at 10, 12, he went to the store. And between the store and our house, the people, the kids from that house were on Black Canyon. They called him to come over to hang out because the other kids that didn't go to school, I, I don't know why they didn't either, but they were coming over too. They they told Chevy. So um, Chevy walked to Circle K, got a drink, and then continued on to the house on Black Canyon, which is probably a half a mile from there. And when he got there, um, the boys, now I know they, they said that they were going to wrestle. This is what I found out in court, that they said they were going to wrestle with them when he got there because um the day before they all they wrestle and play football at the park well the day before he won and he's like this is my park you know playing around they yeah, yeah they, okay so when he when he showed up they were gonna wrestle with him and you know well they seen the gun in the shed and they decided they might scare him with it you know like playing okay i guess well, when he walked up through the gate, the Dustin pointed the gun to his head and um, said, and I guess my grandson said, do it, you know, like, 
if somebody pointed a gun at my sons, they would say the same thing because you don't you don't do that. You know, you yeah. don't. My grandson knew what guns were for because we are my dad and his dad are hunters. They hunt, you know. Yeah. You don't point a gun unless you intend on using it. You never pointed. Yeah. Head. So um, he so the boys the boy said it whose park is it now and shot him wow. shot the gun now let's and, now let let me back up here what i know what happened in california let's talk about the city and state in the year that this happened shasta lake city which is a really little town by redding california okay and what date what the the date and the year uh, did this happen uh, October 23rd, 2020. Okay. So this take place, um, when did you find out? Well, I was just pulling into Border Town, which is probably 10 miles from Reno, Nevada. And I didn't even get off the off-ramp. And they, I got the phone call and... So I then had to decide what I was going to do with all the whole carload of baby shower stuff because I wasn't going no more. I had to turn around and come home, you know, Right, right. which I, I was going to leave it on. My son told me to leave it on the side of the road. He, you know, he said, mom, just do what you need to do. Yeah. So I, I, I had a motel reserved, so I raced to the motel. I, had the bell person put it all in the room and i and i came home i drove back home and it's like three hours and okay. when i got home um uh it i i went and found my son i went home because my oldest son is chevy's dad okay and they when he when he showed up on the scene they the the grandfather that lived there lie, told him a lie, told him that Chevy had walked up there with the gun and shot himself in the head. Mm -hmm. And my son told, and there was a sheriff right next to him as he was telling my son that story. And my son said, I'm sorry, but that is not true. My son, he just left me. He wouldn't have came over here with the gun and he would have never shot himself. And the, and he, the sheriff told my son he could not go in the backyard. He couldn't see him or nothing. And so after my son stayed there for a while, he said, if you're not going to let me be with my son, I'm going to go be with my family. And the sheriff told him, then told him that he would come over and talk to him. Well, until this day, which is six, seven months later, no one has ever came and told us at our house that my grandson was shot no next to can notification no nothing i went and tracked down the investigator at the sheriff's station and that's how i found out um they just told me yes he was shot but we can't tell you nothing about anything wow and he laid there for two he hours. laid there for it happened at 10 approximately 10 30 and they didn't call 911 till 1230. Did they already declare him dead or I mean no. Well, 
the, the people, there, the, was, there were six adults in the house. Yeah. And then the two teenage boys and then Chevy, who was dead on the ground outside. And he laid there for two hours. Two hours. Somebody called 911 because they were supposedly they were, loading totes in the car and getting anything else that was maybe illegal out of the house. There was oh, marijuana. Okay. Okay. Marijuana and guns, I heard there, but we know marijuana for sure. So they were um, busy, more concerned about getting rid of any illegal narcotics or weapons yes. instead of calling yes. getting Chevy help. Am I correct? Yes. For for two hours, three carloads filled up their three cars and sped off before anyone called 911. Wow. And ha was this on camera? Did, like, a neighbor have any kind of cameras? Yeah, I, well, not... Um, they they seen him. The neighbors mm -hmm. seen him and told me told us and what cars they were and we know what people they were too. Then. Have the any camera, the cameras that they had there mm -hmm. were destroyed or and missing when the police finally came. Wow, convenient for them, huh? Yeah. So, since this transpired, has anyone, like any of the other kids that were there, or any of the adults, um, at least, felt bad enough, had some guilt, and, and no talked one. to you, or any of the family no members? No one. No one. Just the little boy that um, was there with the one that shot him. So, you say um, this other child had actually spoke to you. Did they come to you? Did the parents bring him, or did you have to seek him out and ask him questions? Well, he was at the um, candlelight vigil the mm -hmm. next day, and um, he talked to, talked to us at the park. Now, is do these people still live in the same location? Yeah. Well, life just goes on for them like nothing, huh? Yep. That's yep. a shame. Um so, I'm, I'm assuming that the police interviewed that child and got his side of the story. Yeah. Um, do these, this father, or uncle, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say father, but this uncle, does he have like a rap sheet? Has he been in a lot of trouble for things in the past? No, no he hasn't. But his older brother is really bad. He, okay. He's really bad. And I think he just follows, he was just following you know what he sees. And how old of a gentleman is he? The the one the uncle he's yeah. like twenty six. Okay. Okay, so let me ask you. I noticed that you had said something about they released your grandson to the funeral home without your permission or anything. Without anyone identifying his body. Oh wow. Yep. So how did they even know it was him? Exactly. From the people at that house, I guess. That's And they're not next of kin. They're not next of yeah. kin. So wow. why would they, they go never, off of that? They never even notified next of kin. It, it, the whole thing was just it's absolutely really crazy and sad. I mean, I, someone needs to investigate why the sheriff never came to talk to us. We live on the main street in Shasta Lake City on Shasta Dam Boulevard, and they know where we live. And he was shot a half a block away from the sheriff's station. Mm, my goodness. So, but I still, they're not next to kin. I don't understand how yeah. they would allow this, you know, the, the, his friends yeah. to identify him. We have just recently found out that, you know, there can be, you can see a murder happen 
and you don't even have to report it because we thought, well, how in the heck can six adults be in that house and that boy lay there for two hours and nobody called 911? I mean, who And none that? of them are in trouble and for that. It's it not against the law, they said. In California, it is not against the law. To and not call 911. Okay. You know, what if we could have been helped? Yeah. So, being this, it's been all this time. Have there been any arrests made regarding this with your grandson Chevy? Yeah. Well, the boy that shot him, the fourteen-year-old, he he went to juvenile hall. Okay. So, how long has he been there? Um, since the day it happened. So he's currently in custody right now. Yeah, but the California laws, the new California laws are they they won't house him. They have no youth authority no more. And so the DA himself called me and told me, wanted me prepared that he will only do 6 to 12 months in a home for troubled youth or something. He's not going to do no longer than that, they told me. Well, because in in my eyes, he committed murder. So yeah, yeah. why couldn't he be waived to an adult? Because the, in California, the new laws, as of um, a t two years ago, I think, um, they decided they would couldn't do that anymore. Well, they can in certain circumstances. They can they can prosecute him as an adult in certain circumstances. You know, I, I think this was a horrible accident until after the fact. And then after the fact, when they left him laying there for two hours, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. If it was an accident, you just call 911. It was an accident. You know, stuff happens. It's horrible, but it happens. You know, but the fact that they were so busy and so worried about in that house, they were so worried about their own selves and, and what they might get busted with. They didn't, total disregard, total disregard for the kid that shot him. I mean, he must have been traumatized himself. He's a 14 year old kid, his 14 year old friend. It must have been very traumatic to do this, to have to go through this, and then to slap the hell out of them and tell them, You're going to tell this story, this is the only story you're going to tell, or I'm going to kill you, your mom, your family, and blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. It's just disgusting. And that all came out in court. That was all, that's all. We sad. found that out in court. Okay. He made them sit on the couch and slapped him where they had marks on them um, and made them not call no one and made a story up that my grandson went there and with a gun and shot himself. That's, it, was so, it was so stupid but, that cops didn't even go for it. It was that stupid. Yeah. But the video from Circle K's store when my grandson went to get a soda showed perfectly he never had no gun. He wouldn't have a gun. Yeah, I was going to say that that kind of a gun would definitely show up. You can't conceal yeah. it. Yeah, no. My, and my grandson knew what guns were for. Mm -hmm. Like I said, he he didn't, he wasn't like that. So the DA told you that the most time that this kid would get, um, six months to one year, uh, that yeah. is that is not even justice. I mean, no. you know, in my it's, opinion. The DA also told me that because I said, well, I don't feel like you're doing everything you can if you're supposed to be the um, attorney or the person for me and my grandson, you know, defending us or prosecuting for us. I don't feel like you're doing everything you can. And he's 
and I said, Do you, can I get an attorney? And he told me, well, you, why would you get an attorney? He couldn't know the information that I have, and he wouldn't be able to sit with me next to me in court. And I said, are you, you really? I said, you're a taxpayer. Yeah, I, and I'm not used to no court proceedings. I don't know if, I don't know what to do, you know, but I knew they weren't getting, he wasn't getting justice. He, he didn't because it was premeditated murder. And they said that in court. Yeah, you just wanted to reach out to somebody that, uh, being an attorney, somebody that could represent your grandson and try exactly. and get it. Yeah, and when that should have been exactly what the police were do, should have been doing. That's their job. Mm-hmm. The police never even came and talked to us. The only one that gave me any hope through the whole thing was the sheriff investigator. His name was Sean, Sean Smedley. And he told me that he would do everything he could. But I think um, something weird, the, everything that I tried to do, they put a stop. So everything. So you're saying everything that you tried to do to help your grandson, uh, you felt that the law enforcement was a block. It was. It was. Totally. And I even went, I called the attorney general to ask them for help. You know, I was calling everybody. I didn't just sit back and let it go. I wanted, I want, it was not right. And I wanted, and he deserved more justice and more than, than that, that, that was happening. So I called the attorney general and she told me to get a sit down meeting with both district attorneys and for the uncle and the juvenile, because there were two different separate ones. And when I went to the one for the uncle, my um, grandson's mom told them, well, my boyfriend got five years in prison for burning up my five dogs. And you're telling me that um, the kid that they're, these guys are getting away with it for killing my son? And he said, well, a lot of a lot of judges have sent, are sensitive to animal cruelty. <laughs> what about a young so, man, a child? Right. Yeah. Right. So I said, well, I don't need to talk to you either because the last DA I had a meeting with said something wrong too. I said neither one of you guys are help, doing anything to help my grandson or me. So I don't think I need to talk to you anymore. And I left. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. So um, where are we at today? You know, we're here in May of 2021. Tomorrow Um, morning, tomorrow morning at 8.30 is the uncle's court. And he is being charged for intimidating a witness, um, false imprisonment by violence, and every, on a child, every charge he has, it's doubled because it's for each juvenile, the one that shot my grandson and then his friend. But he is not being charged with nothing that has to do with my grandson. Nothing. He's not even being charged for his own gun that killed my grandson. Really? What is this gentleman's name? Huh? I said gentleman. I mean, what is this asshole's name? The uncle? Yeah, his name's (laughs) Dillinger, Dillinger Webster. Bollinger Webster? No, Dillinger Webster. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 
Okay. So, um, look like this guy is going to be facing a lot of time then. Well, we hope we so. hope so. Tomorrow I'll know more. Tomorrow I tomorrow we'll know more at eight thirty in the morning. Okay. Okay. I go to every single court that either one of these ever had. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. So, uh, more than likely, the person that pulled the trigger, uh, six months to one year, uh, is all he'll do. There won't be nothing happen when he become an adult. It's just done and over with. Am I correct? Yeah. Yep. How do you feel about that? I'm devastated. My grandson was so special. It, it's devastating. Uh, my whole family, the whole town is um, devastated. I'm not just our family. Our family's bad, but um, they we're barely holding it together, you know. But the whole town, the I've whole. had on every crime page, the three crime pages, every comment and everybody wants to help and comes and talks to us and um tells us stories about how things that chevy had done that we didn't even know that he would you know help them or you know all kinds of amazing things he did that we, i didn't even know about somehow so this you you got a lot of angry this town is angry and if something is going to happen is what my concern is, when this is all over, something bad's going to happen. And it's, that family, it's, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just, just from the rumors you hear out here, it doesn't look good. So basically, it's safe to say that you guys have an, a very overwhelming support from the community, am I right? Yeah, yes, we do, but... Not from people that can help me. I mean, like, I, I think, um, like someone she had a needs private investigator. Tell me, she yeah. had a private investigator who said, "Oh yeah, he would run. He would get the paperwork because they won't even give him the police report." I've never even got the police report. I filed the paperwork and turned it into the courthouse. The paperwork I needed to fill out, and they told me as soon as a judge, um you know, looked into it, and he would sign it, and then they would call me, and I could pick it up. Okay. Well, I waited two weeks for that, and when I got it in the mail, it all it said on the paper that I submitted to the court, wrote across it, it said denied. It didn't tell me how to get it. It didn't tell me why it was denied. It didn't tell me who to call to find out anything. And so I called the DA, and I said, how can I get a report if I was denied? And he said, well, I'm really not sure where, who you would talk to. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable is right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Paula, it's, it's, it's really uh, amazing that you have two good friends there with you that's helping you. Uh, they sound very passionate in the background as they talk. It's good to hear that you have the community, even though it's small, that is still behind you. Even oh, though yeah. they're not law enforcement or private investigators, sometimes when you get a mass of people, a lot of people making enough noise, you can move mountains. So, yes. you know, don't think we, that you need lawyers in law enforcement. 
That's the only thing that's kept me going is all these people. Because right when I get to the, my end, like, think I can't go do it no more, yeah. something amazing will happen or somebody new will, you know, give me hope. And um, we've done walks for him, for Chevy, you know, rallies. Um, we pick it at the courthouse. We have people all, from all over. And tomorrow they want to do it more at the courthouse. That is that is amazing. Great, great. It's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. Yeah, yes, he plays yes. football, and all the coaches and everyone are always concerned. You know, everyone, all the football moms from Seattle, everywhere. You know, they they just are overwhelmingly. You know, their support and. Yeah. That is good. That is good. And, you know, uh, Paula, keep fighting. Even though when you think that things are not going the way you want them to go, keep fighting. I know I have talked to so hundreds of victims' families, and every day it's a challenge. But you got to keep going because the people you're fighting for, they can't fight no longer. No, and I told him, I I told him, grandson, I will fight till I, well, I'll fight till I'm gone, because every, yeah, he was that special. Yeah, that you're just amazing. Well, uh, Paula, we have run out of time. I want you to take time to tell our listeners, um, you have Facebook pages, I don't know if you have a website, but anything that have anything to do with your grandson Chevy, I want you to tell it right here so people, other people all over the country, all over the world can help out. Um, can we, can I give my um, Facebook page? Yeah, that's like, exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Um, you pro- we probably have to spell it out because it's kind of stupid name. It's <laughs> <laughs> but, You're fine. Um, Go ahead. It's it's Paula K. Wilkes. Is it Moss? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Paula K. Moss Wilkes. Okay. So it's Paula K. M. A. U. G. H. S. W. I. L. K. E. S. All right. And they can go to that Facebook. Or are they able to reach and they, you? They will. They will see everything. They'll see all my grandson's pictures, videos, how special he was. Okay. Everything. And they'll be able to see response and, and yeah, all the comments. All the comments that have been made. There's been a lot of comments made. Okay, yeah. great. Well, we're going to help me and Angela. It's going to help spread the word. And thank you so yes, much. Yes, thank we're you. gonna we're gonna have everybody come thank to our you. Facebook page, and we're gonna get the word out and big build up a bigger empire. So you guys, thank you so much. Thank you're welcome. Thank so you guys stay on the line. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So as you're you amazing. guys heard, we have we need your help. Okay, we need your help. Go to Crime Pursuit Podcast on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're going to be posting a story. We're going to give you a link of how you can reach this page. Chevy's grandmother needs your help. Please reach out and help. If you don't understand, 
inbox me or Angela. We will help you get there. Please get involved. Thank you for listening.